This is one of my favorite podcasts to do every year. These are the 10 questions for the new year. This is a way for us to both wrap up the last year, learn the lessons that we need to learn, and cast a vision going forward. Like, what do we need to do? What do we not need to do? What happens if we picked up? What do we need to leave behind? One of my favorites. I think it'll be yours too. Let's get into it. Welcome to Pivot Me, where we give business tips and mental hacks so you can move past your biggest obstacles and live the life you've earned. And now your host, business advisor and performance expert, April Garcia. For years, I made large companies larger and rich people richer. Now I coach driven entrepreneurs to hack success, create more time and get better results through high performance habits, the multiply me method, and a little mental gymnastics. On Pivot Me, I talk to thought leaders and experts sharing our successes, our many scrubs, and how we can all use both to move us to the next level. Join us and learn real simple steps to pivot you and your business towards the life you've earned. We're here. We're already looking down the barrel of 2024, the opportunities of 2024. And maybe you're feeling a bit nostalgic about this last year. Maybe you're looking at it going, man, here we are. We did it. Another year. Maybe it's an amazing year that you're super pumped for. Or maybe you're looking back going, well, we hit some things and we missed some other things. Totally normal. But what we want to do is reflect on this year. We don't want to just blow right past it and get into the next year because there's a lot of lessons to be learned. This episode, this episode's for you. This is the time that I give you the 10 questions, 10 key questions that have the power that will absolutely change how you move into this next year. Now, if you've been with the Pivot Me podcast for a while, or if you're part of the Pivot Me Academy, you know about these 10 questions. Actually, if you're in the Academy, you know there's actually 25 questions. You've seen the whole list, the full Monty, you've got the power. You know what? Actually, if you want the full list, um, you can shoot my team an email at info at pivot-me.com and we'll go ahead and send you over the full list of 25. But there is tremendous power in reflecting on these at the end of every year. And why does this matter? Because I don't want you to just move on from this year. There is 365 lessons baked into 2023. You can't just forget them. If you forget them, you're bound to relive them. You're going to make the same mistakes. You're going to trip at the same points in the trail. This is how we end up with the exact same goals every New Year's. Because we didn't learn the lessons from the old year. Oftentimes, we didn't take the time to reflect. But not you, not today. We do different. When you know better, you do better. So we're about to do better right now. And with these 10 questions, I go through them myself. I go through the list of 25, actually. And every year, go through this list and answer them. And then I keep that list. It's really an interesting experience when I go back and review my list from previous years. I just want to point out that how many books you read, how many podcasts you listen really don't matter. I care less. You know, people love to flex about, I'm going to read 100 books a year. Or I'm reading this many books a month. And I, I see where they got that. I hear where they got that. But it's not about what we read or what we listen to. It's about what we execute on. And that's why these kinds of questions, when you reflect back on them, are so important. It's what you executed on and what you didn't that matters. I'd rather you do an exercise like this and really get to the root of what you're doing and what you're not doing 
more importantly, why, so you can change it. I'd rather you do that than read another book. There's so many great books. I am a big book nerd. You know that. I'm currently listening to Relentless on Audible, which I'm loving. But if I just listen to it and go, ah, I feel a little boost of energy. That's cool. I feel a little inspired. And then I move right on. Then I have wasted the four hours and 30 minutes on Audible that it takes when listening to it at 1.3 speed. I will have wasted that time if I did not execute on any of his content. And that is not the goal of that author either. He wants you to take action on your content. So before you pick up a new book and go, "Mm, the answer is in this next book, this next podcast, except for this podcast, always listen to this podcast. But before you do that, I want you to take a second to reflect on you, on the things you did well this year and the things that you need to do a little different next year. And so when I look back on this year, again, I do this list too. When I look back on this year, a lot, a lot has happened. You know, we had another in-person event, Collaborate San Francisco, which was remarkable. And it, it was such a great experience. I love what it did for us. I love what it did for the clients. I love what it did for the community in general. But a big part of that, I call it the postmortem. We, we, I, we called it that in corporate world and it stuck with me. Though I did have someone say the other day, you know that that's when something has died and you go through it. I'm like, yeah, 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 it is. But I look at it as after something is complete, you have to do the postmortem. You need to go back over the body of work and say what worked well, what didn't, what could make it better, what can't. I guess you can't do that when it's a dead body, but you get the idea you always should do a postmortem when you're done with something. And this is kind of like our postmortem. So we had the collaborative event, we went through, we got the lessons. Um, it was amazing, such a great experience. Um, it was hard to beat Nashville, but we managed to do it for the second year in a row. But we're going to do some things different next time. We learned our lessons. Uh, This year, we also launched a new website that has been huge, tons of work. And we're really proud of the end result and really think it's going to connect with people and help people in a way that is in align with our vision. We've got an ebook coming out. We've got a workbook coming out for My 3Y. There's so many amazing things. We did a new brand shoot. Um, I've been needing to do a new photo brand shoot for, well, it's actually headshots. I've learned that there's headshots and there's brand shoots. Brand shoots involves jumping and outdoor activities. Just in case you need to know, I did headshots. My next one will be the full brand shoot of me, you know, jumping and smiling and laughing in my salad and all those things. Oh, the things we do. But we did a lot this year. But there's some stuff that I, you know, fell short on, some personal things, some professional things. Um, we never graduate from this type of work. And I want to, I want to, I've said that before, but I really want to emphasize that when you're doing growth work, when you're doing personal development work, when you're, when you're growing your business, you don't graduate. You don't like cross the stage and get a medal and go, well, my work here is done. Like the graduation is when you're dead. And so, I want to emphasize that if you are at all frustrated, thought I would be farther along, thought I'd already learned this lesson. I thought I'd already put this limiting belief to bed or I thought I'd really established this habit. Why did I move away from that? It's because you're human. It's because we don't graduate from this type of work. Like new level, new devil. The second you level up, there's new, I always think of them as like dragons, like a, like at the end of Super Mario Brothers and there's this dragon and you got to fight it and it breathes fire. Every level, there's a new dragon to best. And if you're in a place where there's a dragon and maybe it's a dragon you've already bested and it's back again, you're like, son of a bitch, I thought I was done with you. Um, just know you're not alone. Like the second you level up, there's a new dragon that gets released in the castle and you got to slay that one too. Or it's an old dragon that you thought you bested and it comes back up. Every year, 
if we're doing it well, we have new tools in our tool belt to slay those dragons. So as we go through these 10 questions, don't let this be an opportunity for you to kick your own ass. There's plenty of opportunities to do that out there. Here, it's about reflecting, honestly looking at it, not from the lens of being critical, but just gathering data points so we can do better. So I'm going to give you these 10 questions for the new year. Grab a pen and paper. We'll have it in the show notes too. If you do not check out our show notes, you should, because we put a lot of effort into those damn things. But if you're doing them real time, Let's kick this off. So first part is going to be reflection, looking back on this year. I'd like to talk to you. I'd like to talk to you each and every week. If you are here and you're leveling up your business and life, hopefully we are talking through this podcast, but let's talk in real time. Look, if you know you are capable of more, but don't just want to work more, we should talk. If you know you've got bigger goals, maybe writing a book, a TED Talk, learning to sail, finally doing that half marathon, maybe you want to disrupt an entire industry, but you already feel pretty busy with your current life and business, what's the next step? Well, we should talk. I got a lot of options, a lot of exercises, a lot of things that will shortcut your success and help you reach that next level of success. You can book a free 15-minute call with me right on my website go check out theaprilgarcia.com and get your time slot booked. Let's connect real time. Question number one, what was your biggest win this year? Biggest win. Now, sometimes people have a hard time landing on one thing, so go ahead and you can make a list of three or four and then you'll end up circling what the biggest win was. Was it a revenue win? Was it quality time with the family, taking your kid to national parks? Was it maybe running a half marathon? Start by listing several wins. Don't self-edit at the beginning because then it's hard. You're like, was that the biggest win? I don't know. I did I did that one thing. Was that really the biggest? I started my book. I don't know. Was that the biggest? So just start making a list of what your biggest win is, some, some contenders, and then you're going to circle which one is the biggest win. Why is it the biggest win? Go a little deeper. What made that significant for you? Keep digging until you find the big win and list it on your paper or your phone, however you're doing this. All right, let's get to question number two. List who are the three people who had the greatest impact on your life this year. Maybe you know them. Maybe it's a friend, a spouse, a peer. They inspired you. They supported you. They saved your ass. Maybe you don't even know them yet. Maybe it's a speaker, a book, a book, <laughs> an author who also writes books, um, an author. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's someone in a video that you were watching. Maybe it's like some YouTube video that you typically watch. Hey, maybe it's this podcast. But who are the three people who had the greatest impact on your life? They changed you. Make a list of those people. And then circle the top three. Now for this question, I would love for you to take action on this right away. You've got your top three. Go tell them real quick. Pause this podcast and tell them. It doesn't have to be long and lengthy and don't get all awkward. I have a hard time with words of affirmation. This is not the way I express love. Just tell them. It can be a voice memo. It can be a DM on Instagram or LinkedIn or a text and just say, hey, I wanted you to know I really appreciated having you in my life this year. Or hey, you really impacted me. Or this one time when I called you and you just felt like you saved my ass and I really appreciated that. Don't let someone impact you so greatly and leave it for their eulogy. Don't, don't wait. Let them benefit from your words. Don't save it until it's too late. 
And by the way, we don't tell people. Oftentimes, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and she was saying she has a really hard time acknowledging people. She has a hard time being acknowledged and acknowledging people. And, you know, I really pushed on why. Help me understand why. Why Why do you have a hard time saying it to the people? Is it, is it because, you know, we want to avoid the awkwardness? A lot of times we're afraid of vulnerability. Sometimes we don't say something to someone to protect our ego. And here's the thing. It's important to know why, but above all, just move past it. Like, don't be a little baby. Tell these people they've impacted your life. It matters. It matters to both acknowledge them and it also encourages them to impact more lives. So I hope that you've picked up the phone, you've wrote a note, you've wrote a message on social media. I hope you have told those three people. Let's move on. Question number three, what important relationship improved the most this year? It could be with a parent, could be with a child, your spouse, maybe with yourself. Maybe you like yourself more. Maybe you, maybe you enjoy your company more. Maybe you're doing things that honor yourself more, your thoughts, your feelings, your dreams. Maybe you just really enjoy being with you. You've got a great sense of music and style. Maybe it's that. Whatever it is, write down the relationship that most improved this year. And remember, you don't have to self-edit at the front. Like make a list of a couple and then circle the one that rises to the top. Um, We don't tend to get it right the very first guess. Number four, biggest learning, biggest lesson you had this year. And there's been a few. I know for me, I'm like, oh, there's, there's so many. Let me list these all down. When I do this process, when I answer these questions, it takes a while, but it will be the best book, the best journal entry I make all year. What did you learn this year? Number five. Question five, biggest piece of unfinished business this year. We all wrap up the year with unfinished business, unmet expectations, goals, things that really mattered but didn't happen. Maybe we, maybe we will drag them into the new year. Maybe we've done, taken some steps so we're not dragging in the new year, but we've got some unfinished business. And for me, I've got a list of things, things that maybe I made some progress on, but I didn't finish all the way. Some things that just fell down the priority list that I need to pull right back up. What is your biggest piece of unfinished business this year? Just like on that earlier podcast we did a week or two ago, it might be a hard conversation. It might be that you need to start working on your fitness now. It might be that you never started your book, but you're at least going to get 250 words in today because my gosh, it must be a sign that I just brought that up on this podcast. Now do a little something to work on that unfinished business. Maybe it's unfinished business you've never told somebody. Maybe it's something that weighs on your mind, occupies your mental real estate, but you're too scared to say it out loud. Too scared to let it rise above a silent hope. But it's still there. Write it down. Number six, what bad habit did you develop that needs to stay in this year? You do not need to bring it into the next year. Maybe it's watching the news, just so you know, that is highly correlated with anxiety. Maybe it's TikTok or DoorDash or I don't know. There's lots of things that just kind of sneak their way in. Uh, I was talking to some of the people in the Pivot Me Academy and a couple of people stopped doing their morning routine. And they said, the funny part about it is that when I'm doing it, I will sit here on this call and tell you it is the most powerful, powerful minutes of my day. And it's one of the first things I cut out when I get busy. 
We all do that, guys. Again, we don't graduate from this kind of work. What we do is we reflect and then we do better. When we know better, we do better. So we've got to take the unconscious and make it conscious. Oh, shoot, I've started to skip my morning routine. That's a bad habit. Let's bring it back. I know for a while I'd gotten in the habit of, uh, and I, oh gosh, I know better. Oh, I know better. But I'd gotten in the habit of when I dropped my youngest or my oldest daughter off, she goes to school, uh, obviously very early, middle school. And uh, after I dropped her off, I would pull in at home and I would scroll social media. And man, I know better. Oh, I know better. But then I would find myself sitting there for 15 or 20 minutes in the driveway. Is anyone else see this? I know I'm not the only person. Um, it's either there or in the bathroom, right? Like, I, you, you guys know what's up. You, got, you know. You've done it before, I'm sure. So whatever your chosen platform, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Facebook, it doesn't matter what it is. But I would sit there and I would almost argue that it was like time that didn't count because I was just sitting there in the car. It counted and I would lose. 15, 20 minutes in the blink of an eye. So this was a bad habit. It's a minor one, but it starts to stack up. If it's 15, 20 minutes, five days a week, that starts to stack up. That could be time that I could be working out. That could be time that I'm journaling. That could be time that I'm sending out two critical emails that are an investment in my future. But instead, I was watching beavers build dams in people's houses that are apparently like doing this beaver, not beaver restoration. What is that? Beaver like recuperation. What's the, you're probably yelling it. They're like, April, this is the word. I'm, I'm blanking on it. But like they've, they're injured and they're nursing them back to health, but they're in a house. And so this beaver is dragging, you know, stuff around to build a dam in this person's uh, living room. And I find that fascinating. So I'm on beaver TikTok, which now that I say that out loud, sounds a little different, but um, you get by the actual beavers, the actual like animals. And um, I've lost some time to beaver TikTok. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to leave it like that. Just let you think what you think. Okay. You got a bad habit too. You got a bad habit that kind of snuck in and you got to leave that behind. So mine is going to be scrolling social media when I drop my daughter off for school. What is yours? What are you quitting this year? You quitter. Let's get to question number seven. And this one's heavy. So you ready for this one? This is when it gets serious. We're no longer talking about beaver TikTok. What is the one thing you need to forgive yourself for this year? In 2023, what do you need to forgive? Maybe you got to forgive others. But there's something that you're carrying around, maybe a mistake that you made, maybe a harsh comment you made, a conversation you had with your kid or your spouse. But there's something you've got to forgive yourself for. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe someone who has wronged you. Maybe an old memory has popped back up. Maybe a situation that you just can't seem to let go of, but you were holding on to that little bit of poison that is ultimately hurting you. Forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about releasing yourself from holding that burden anymore. What is something that you need to forgive in this year? All right. So this is the first seven questions. You doing all right? Give me a second. I hope we're doing good. So that was all around looking back in this year. That was all about the reflection and thinking, okay, what are the lessons to learn from this last year? So that was that was the pausing and looking behind us. And we're going to look ahead. This is when we cast a vision for where we're headed. Make sure that you are creating the map. Otherwise, someone else will give you their map and be like, hey, follow this path. We want to make sure that you're following your own path. So question number eight, what advice do you give yourself for this upcoming year? 
Now that can sound weird because you're like, well, I'm still in the existing year, April. How do I know what advice I would give myself? Here's how you do this. It's a little tricky to because it's hard, as my friend Matt says, it's hard to read the label from inside the jar. So instead, I want you to imagine yourself much older than you are now, hopefully in your 80s, like super old, rocking chair old. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, what would that version of me tell this version of me for this upcoming year? So if I think about old rocking chair April, I don't know if I'll be in a rocking chair. I hope I'm like out hiking at 80. But so let's just say old April, maybe hiking, maybe rocking, maybe a birder. Maybe I'm a birder. I, I, I could be. I love the outdoors. So what does 80-year-old birding April tell this version of April for this upcoming year? Would she say, it's going to be okay. Like, don't worry so much. Don't stay up at night worrying. Like the kids are going to be fine. The businesses are going to be fine. Does she say to me, April, it's time. Like step out and do the things that you have on your five-year plan. Do them now because tomorrow's guaranteed to no one. Does she say, man, just love yourself a hell of a lot more through this process. Enjoy these moments. Enjoy the tween years and the 10-year-old years that your kids are in now. Like just really enjoy that because things change. You never know when it's the last time that they reach for your hand or that they have a nightmare and they want you to come lay in their bed. I want you to imagine what 80-year-old you would tell yourself today. That is a great way for us to gain perspective. We're giving ourselves advice, but from a much wiser, older vantage point. Hopefully you've got something down on your paper now. So moving on to number nine. Number nine, what is the most important thing that you can achieve in this upcoming year? What will you be so glad, so glad that you did this year? Now, only one or two things. Now, you don't have to self-edit. You can make a list and then circle them again. But I want you to think about when I reach the end of this upcoming year, 2024, when I'm at the end of that, what's the thing I'm going to look back and go, man, I am so glad I did that thing. I am so glad I worked through that thing. Again, I want you to land on maybe only one, maybe two things. And then I want you to write them down. So you probably got a little bit of a list. Hopefully you're already like, oh, I want to I want to do this hike and I want to scale my business and maybe I want to hire this new role and maybe I want to start CrossFit or, you know, OTF or maybe I finally want to sign up for a Spartan or a Tough Mudder. I don't know what it is for you. Maybe I want to start training for triathlons. Um, we know a great coach. Uh, think about the things that you would really like to have done at the end of 2024. And circle them. This isn't a big long list. Again, land on one or two. But I want you to tell someone about it. I want you to build in a layer of accountability. Do not lose clarity on the thing that matters most for this upcoming year because things will come up. Things will distract you. Things will tempt you. Your inbox is filled with OPP, other people's priorities, and you will lose your most important goal to your inbox and social media all day long. I see many people do that. You need to anchor to what matters most. And a great way to do that is build in accountability. Tell someone. Tell someone, not someone who struggles with the same thing you do. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to commit to my fitness and I'm going to talk to my friend Steve who also struggles with his fitness and he'll be my accountability buddy. Like you need to tell 
your friend, Nicole, that runs every morning at 5.30. Nicole is going to help keep you accountable. Steve's not. You're going to go out and you're going to have beer and wings with Steve. So whatever that goal is, and it can be anything, guys. It can be, I'm going to be more intentional on the way that I speak with my kids. I'm going to make sure I do date night once a week, whatever that is. Tell someone, build in accountability because all of us get distracted. There is so much barking for your attention all day, every day. And the things that are most important in our life rarely speak the loudest. It's so quiet. You got to listen for them. So understand what is the most important thing for 2024 and tell someone about it. Now for the last question. Question number 10. What steps must be taken on January 1st, ideally before then, to make this a reality? This thing that is so important to you. I want you to be inspired. I want you to feel pumped. But most importantly, you, you need to take action. Like it's educate, elevate, execute. Don't skip the execute because a lot of people do. And if you do not take action, some tiny imperfect action, some messy sloppy action, then we have wasted our time together. I want to make sure it's clear. Education without execution is distraction. Reading a book and not taking action on it, listening to a podcast and not taking action on it is just a glorified version of distraction. And I don't want to distract you. I'm here to make you better. I'm here to make myself better. We are all here, locked arms growing together. So I want to make sure that you take action. If you want to run a marathon, text a friend and say, hey, can we just have a cup of coffee and you can talk to me about this? If you want to do a Tough Mudder, reach out to someone. It's on Facebook. Nobody does a Tough Mudder and not put it on Facebook, guys, or Instagram. You know you know what I'm talking about. Like you've seen their photos. You saw the orange headband. Reach out to them and say, hey, can I just sit down and understand how this works? You want to start a podcast? reach out to someone who has a podcast and says, hey, I'd like to just ask you a few questions. I need to understand how this works or what equipment that I need. Someone out there has already done the thing you're about to do. Not only can they hold you accountable to it, but they can actually shorten your path to success by giving you a couple of tips. Make sure that you set the wheels in motion. Don't, don't, don't wait. Don't wait. It's just wasted time, guys. And if you think you'll do it later, you won't. So just send out a text right now that's like putting you on the path to success for whatever you wrote down in your questions today. In closing, we talked about 10 questions to rock this next year. I hope that you wrote them down. I hope that you will journal about it and reflect on them later. Make it a practice every year. This will be the best book that you read. This will be the best journal entry to come back to. Make yourself an important topic of study in your life. You should be a student of you. You should have an owner's manual on you. Just not even just about the things we talk about in Pivot Me, but you need to understand like this is the best way for me to perform. This is the best way for me to enjoy my life in this process. The things that we talk about here on the podcast are based off of the Pivot Me Academy coaching topics. If you go through all of them and you journal on them and you reflect on them, what I'm building is an owner's manual for you understanding how to best operate you, how to take your unconscious behavior and make it a conscious choice. I want the choice to be in your hands. I want you to cast a vision for where you're going and not get distracted by so many things that are specifically designed to distract you. I want you to be locked in on your best life. And when you do that, your business gets better. 
your family gets better, your health gets better. Don't stumble your way through this world. Do not DIY your success. Have a plan and kick out. Have a blast while you're at it. Keep kicking ass out there. I'm glad for our time together. I appreciate our time together. And if we can help here at Pivot Me, we are more than happy to do that. Connect with us at theaprilgarcia.com or on all the social media platforms. I promise we won't just distract you there. Good luck. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at the April Garcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.